Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How are you? Pretty good. Cool. You sound good. You're clear and you've got a good connection. Good. <laughs> so you ready? Yep. Okay. So, hey, everybody. This is Reba Douglas, and my guest today is Tim Best. And to start out our new year, this will be our first podcast. So I thought it would be interesting to invite my friend Tim, who is a portrait photographer, and we'll talk about his art in just a second, to be my guest. And we were going to discuss about the new rules with Instagram and how they changed it for sex workers and the discrimination that I feel with somebody like maybe their Kardashians being able to show their behind and not people that are normal people showing their behind who are all doing the same thing, selling their body or product. So I'd like to jump right in here right now with Mr. Tim and ask him a little bit about himself and where he's from and what were the first, what was the first image you saw Tim of your, of that inspired that lit a fire in you to be a photographer? And Well, to be a photographer, it kind of started, um, in the 90s i was in undergrad <laughs> um they um i had a, a, a an assignment to to make a a photo project for the end of the semester and i went and uh photographed my um my father's house and he had been living in the house that we grew up in um, but my parents got a divorce and uh, it was uh, it was a pretty contentious divorce and he went and moved into his house uh, well he bought his um, the house back from my mother and lived in there alone for uh, um, for five years or so and I went in and photographed uh, photographed it and I wasn't really expecting it but the house was falling apart and uh, so it was really interesting to 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 photograph the house that I grew up in you know getting dilapidated and um, um, kind of uh, just um, falling apart and then um, so from there I had I, you know, I still continued to paint for a while, but then, um, in 2003, I got back into photography in earnest and started with, uh, self portraits of myself doing kind of like a, a Robert Longo thing in a, in a suit and except instead of, you know, <clears throat> taking money from people like you'd normally expect a suit to do, I was, uh, begging for money um, in the, in the picture. And it kind of just started from there. Um, I didn't really understand what I was doing back then. Uh, I didn't really understand identity and representation back then, but, uh, that, that started it for me. And then in grad school, <clears throat> I, uh, studied under a feminist artist, uh, named Mary Walling Blackburn, and she got me, interested in the idea of um, uh, perversion as a um, kind of a way to address social change and also seeing kind of um, the flip side to things like, uh, you know, when you're looking at a beautiful park, it could also be a cruise site type thing or um, looking at prostitution as a, as a, um, as labor instead of some kind of uh, perverted act. So um, <clears throat> that's, that's where I got, that's kind of where it started for me. So how, uh, you, because your, your work is around you and I guess cross-dress or in drag, how, yeah, it, it's, um, how did that go to that? It, uh, because I wanted to turn and, qu and question. Um, were you were you already interested in that, or you just developed that with art? Well, when when I at that moment when I started learning, you know, learning those new ideas from Mary, um, you know, I made a decision. I was like, you know, that first that first ph photographic work I did was was um, kind of pretty it was pretty dark, uh, and then in terms of, you know uh subject matter so i wanted to uh 
I wanted to continue that because it was, it was uh, emotionally striking to me. Um, and uh, what I wanted to do is kind of look at the, the darker, seedier side of things. And then, um, and since I was, you know, my medium or my, yeah, my medium really is my body. So, uh, so what I've got to do is turn that image on its head. And uh, that's when, that's when I started, you know, taking um, this masculine body that I have and starting to make it look more feminine. So how, the question is, is the process of that happening? How did it change you and how did it change people's perceptions of you and their perceptions of you change you or influence you, not change you, but influence you in any way? Well, that process is kind of underway and it's, um, so I'm not really sure yet, but um, I do know that, you know, I do get to see what, um, uh, what people, um, what people who, um, uh, people are really going through in terms of expressing their um, sexual identity, their gender identity, um, in a in this kind of hostile environment that we're living in right now, because um, you mentioned Instagram, you know, I've I've been trying to get a uh, shop up on there to sell my prints and my uh, videos through Instagram, and they won't do it because my work is to um, uh, it says it doesn't comply with their, you know, terms of use agreements. Um, and it's really, my work is pretty tame actually. So, um, I think in terms of, you know, how explicit it is. Um, so, um, so I'm seeing it there. Um, and I also see kind of, uh, a reaction against it. Um, I've seen it from my family, uh, even, um, my mother, who is an artist, was really kind of, she says she was repelled by it, um, which tells me that I really am. I'm, I've found the nerve <laughs> to hit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, now I just need to continue to develop that. And and in terms of um, changing me, I mean, <clears throat> like I, I mentioned to you earlier, my uh, my spiel is uh, the. Um, let me see where it was, but uh, basically the uh, performance changes my, you know, the mask into a self-portrait. And what that means is that, you you know, performance is kind of, anybody can do performance, right? It's, it's, uh, it's, you don't, it's, it's fake. It's a, it's a, um, you know, you're being something else, but then you repeat that enough and then you start to become something different. Uh, and I think that self-portraiture is more about identity than um, expression. So, um, so a, a self-portrait represents you, um, and uh, and it becomes much more about how you identify. And that, for me, is changing. Um, I'm not sure what it's going to end up being. But, uh, but that's what, um, that's kind of how I see it in a nutshell, is that the performance, if you, if you basically, um, you know, there's sayings out there, you fake it till you make it. And because it's repetitive action, um, you know, and that's what Judith Butler talked about too. She talks about um, repetitive acts. Uh, constituting gender, so uh, I'm I'm very uh, interested in, to see how um, that uh, that would you know performing like this would change me. And I mean, I already was kind of an open person anyway, but um, this is this is exposing me to all the issues that go around with it too. Right. Right. I hope my hope for now, even though with everything going on, is that we can find more and more ways 
to, I don't know the word shame or what the word is, but just to get past our society's perceptions that give us shame and to right. become more and more to be who we are. And I think right. art is the voice that I'm choosing for myself to work through it. Right. So that's amazing. Right. So, and, mm-hmm. and I think it's a, it's a power thing. It's a, it's a, who has the power thing. And I think that's what, there's a lot of fear driving that shame that you're talking about. And uh, it's because this kind of, um, this kind of art, you know, any kind of self-portraiture is empowering. I mean, the reason why rich people in the, uh, all through the ages have wanted to get their portrait painted or photographed or whatever is because it's an expression of power. So when you're doing self-portraits, it's a, it's an empowering act. Um, and, uh, or you're letting yourself be photographed. It's an empowering act because, um, you're, you're, uh, you know, representing who you are. Uh, and, and that's what I think people are, are scared of. Um, and there's a lot of people who don't understand it and uh, feel that, you know, their their identity is threatened by it, um, which isn't the case. You know. Right. So and, and that's the and the perce- perception of you because you look like a heterosexual male in cross dress and drag. And it's like, mm-hmm. for me, it's like, wow, there's a lot of feels there. It's sexy. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's intriguing. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. And you're not really sure. I'm not really sure, you know, <laughs> where to put it on the shelf, <laughs> where to follow it, you know, it's great. Right. And that's, that's okay. I think that's all right. Because it's, um, it is, it is sexual expression and it's something that I've, I haven't done my whole life pretty much except, um, well, I mean, even, you know, even, uh, um, growing up and finding, you know, my, um, my partner and stuff like that was, wasn't really, um, I didn't really realize how erotic it was to go out to find, you know, a partner, (laughs) but, um, you know, now I'm starting to, I'm starting to finally, um, uh, understand, you know, where my, where pleasure for me fits in, in the wider world. Um, and, uh, it's, it's very interesting. Wow. So how, are you doing only self-portraiture now? Or are you doing any work with models? Um, I'm so I've gotten um, so I do photography and video, and um, right now, so and I also do um, my work in series. So um, you know, in 2014, I did like a photography collage series in 2016 i did a uh um like a distressed photographic series uh where i dressed and dragged and then censored out the genitals from the picture and then in in flash which was right after that um i went out and shot with models in kind of seedy places like um hotel rooms and outdoor sex spots and um uh you know basically any place i could find uh and did really quick instant photographs of them and i'm i'm making a book on that um which should be out by the end of um by the beginning of the summer uh in 2021 but anyway i from there i decided to stop um well i decided to do my self portrait project right now which is a uh, poser so uh my next um what has been kind of going on in parallel is working on these uh videos or short short films and i've been submitting those to uh uh to porn film festivals like uh the berlin porn film festival the san francisco porn film festival and the vienna one as well and um i got films into those 
and those were all with, um, you know, I was collaborating with uh, women artists and that, and in those. And um, so, yeah, my, the, to answer your question, I, I still do work with them. And uh, those, um, those videos, which are, which are more art films, they're not as explicit as you might think, right. but um, they're, but they, they talk about power as well between um, between uh, us in the in the uh, in the video. So I'll have like I had a video once where uh, the main character was um, uh, a woman who was kind of I I I call her the seraphim, which is a uh, you know a biblical angel which opposes a uh, a cherub. Um, but she she basically forces forces makeup on me and and makes me look the way she wants. And then um, and then uh, I did another one where um, she uh, took my beard off with a uh, with an electric razor and um so uh it, it's it's about these power exchanges and um sort of displaying this this masculine form i have in more uh, uh submissive roles um because you know those are the kinds of um i think i think getting attention and getting getting that kind of uh, sort of twisted affection is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Self-revelation. I like it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> Especially on field. So where we can, yeah. uh, what do you get? What's that word? Voyeur into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how did the, uh, how were they perceived at the film festivals? Um. So, uh, pretty well, I think that, um, so, so like there, I'm in a monogamous relationship, so I'm not having sex with anybody. So they're different in that way. Um, and so, um, I think that, uh, you know, I'm not really sure how they're being received. They're getting into the film festival and people, people like them, um, people speak positively of them. So, uh, I think, um, uh, and, and they want to know like, and you, why I'm doing what I'm doing in there. So, which is really good. So it, 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 uh, you know, gets the discussion going, um, and talks about sex and sexuality without, um, actually doing it. Right. Well, well, that's sexier than sex. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, do you find that you're kind of shifting towards being maybe a film? I don't know what's the word, film artist. Um, I think that. Uh, well, I don't know. I've always seen photography and video or film to be one and the same. I mean, I know the end product is a lot different, mm-hmm. um, but so. When I see, when you see a movie or something, or when I see a movie of something, uh, and then I see a snapshot of it later, it, um, I don't know, I, it gives me that tangible object that the film can't give me, you know? So, uh, I like, I like, you know, um, being able to offer that to to others as well so um i think i'll keep doing both there's a movie called uh pain and glory by almodovar almodovar Mm -hmm. i'm saying it right and it's a great scene where antonio banderas plays a gay man who's a film director and his lover from 20 years ago comes to see him and there's like this sexual, it's the most sexiest thing I've ever saw in my life. There's a sexual tension of them just having a verbal exchange and saying goodbye, fully clothed. And it's so like the sexuality that's understated there. It's amazing. Right. And that really struck a nerve in me when I saw that. I was like, wow, there's ways of doing it without being there. 
Right. And, um, <clears throat> well, right. And then, and then there's, there's a whole lot of other things that are erotic too, like the, the visuals or the sounds or what they're saying, you know, the words themselves or, um, you know, their body gestures and stuff like that, uh, which, which all, yeah. right. Which all, um, uh, play play their part in a in a, in a in an explicit scene anyway so when you get to look at them without the um explicit parts um you put a, there's a lot more thought that goes into those um and and there are other i have seen other you know i was just watching the london film or fetish film festival and there was a uh <clears throat> there was another film there uh i don't have the name of unfortunately right now but they it was a um heterosexual couple who were who you know used a uh uh who did the same they had the same idea of removing the beard but they uh were using a straight razor so it was much much more tension and they were totally clothed the whole time dancing um so it was extremely erotic uh but um uh but one the instrument they used was a lot scarier was really scary and then um because you know one slip with that and your jugular is gone <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then um uh and then you know it was the way they were moving and stuff was really extremely erotic so this is a dumb question do you think the me too movement will have an effect on your work working with um, models and well i don't think so because because i i you know i don't treat women that way <laughs> right 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 so unless i was some scumbag trying to hold things over women yeah. um, keep it professional like, up front yep well, yeah and it's not it's it's um it's just i've always respected women i've got uh um, I mean, I've always really liked women, but I have never tried to exploit them. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if that comes from growing up with a feminist mother and two sisters, um, but, or it's just that I have a conscience um, and, uh, or, or what, but I've always, I've always held women in a very high regard. So no, I don't think my it'll affect my work. I'm always pretty sensitive about that stuff. So are you a feminist? I would say so. Yes, because I've been, I mean, nice. since, uh, <clears throat> you know, since Dan Quayle shot himself in the foot, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, my mom's, my mom was pretty much, uh, uh, staunch feminist from that point on. And then my, um, my education, from undergrad through grad, which was a span of many years, um, has all been feminist theory. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, how can I not be? So, <laughs> yeah, the women will make you right. <laughs> Beat you into shape. <laughs> uh, right. Most of the women of my life. Uh, so, question: Do you uh, do you see yourself switching to maybe? Twitter as a new platform or where do you see your work to show your work? Um, I'm already on Twitter and I've got, uh, and you are I've actually, you are? yeah. And I've actually got an alter ego on there too called helmet X helmet helmet. Spell that for us. H E L M U T X. Okay. Helm, yeah, H-E-L-M-U-T-X, yeah. And, um, but uh, yes, definitely. And I, I don't think that's going to last forever either. I mean, Tumblr made made people famous, you know, through their sexual expression. And uh, it's gone. And then <clears throat> Instagram is getting tighter and they're not, they're going to keep getting tighter and tighter. Um, I don't see that letting up just because of their attitude before, you know, 
the uh, you know the current attitude and the prevailing attitude of the country right now. Um, so, uh, um, so yeah, I see. I I think I'm going to continue to develop my website, um, develop you know the blog on there, uh, which is timbest.me. And, um, uh, and and continue to post my portfolios on there, and and then continue to uh, post you know stuff that people can buy on there for like the video. I've got videos um, that I'm going to be posting on there. I've got uh, one from my you know the instant film project that I told you about. And then I've got some photographs from Poser up there as well. Um, and then the gallery that uh, represents me, uh, Liliana Block Gallery, has um, a lot of the uh, flash images up on artsy.net uh, as well. So uh, there's there's a lot of opportunity outside Instagram. And I think uh, you know it's going to become uh, even less uh, friendly, unfortunately, to sex workers um, and uh, and artists who who deal with sexuality. Um, Twitter Twitter still has the potential to to be um, to to tighten down on that, and I think it might because of the uh, SESTA FOSTA laws out there um, that seem to be getting stronger. Uh, and seem to be the driver behind, uh, or at least the justification behind this, uh, these um, most recent Instagram actions. So, uh, so my answer to that is just is just to keep on uh, using my own website right. as a platform. Good. And and then I can I can link back to it through through any of the platforms. Um, especially Facebook and Twitter, and um, so so all's not lost yet. <laughs> but I would I would say now to other artists, you know, develop your website. Yeah. Well, it's a different world right now, and I think you know we'll see what happens in the next year. And we certainly have captive audiences, and it'd be great right. if we could find a way to. And I hate. I mean, I guess it is adult oriented material you know with you know nude portraiture mm. you know or soft porn or whatever the i don't really call your work porn i call it art right so anyway thank you tim for joining us today everybody join in and make sure that you follow tim at tim best on Instagram. What is it, Tim? Help me, Tim Best. It's timbest.me. Okay, it's a it's a new domain. And then your inst uh, your uh, Instagram is timbest.me as well. .me as well. And then yep. Twitter is timbest underscore me and helmet dot x or helmet x h e l m u t dot x. x. Okay. Mm -hmm. So say hey to Tim and make sure you send some love, buy some art. Wishing everybody a happy new year. And we'll talk to you soon. And okay, cut. thank you. And cut. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say, okay, you ready? You want to say something and I'll, I'll put it in. And go. So thanks for having me, Arthur. It's been a pleasure meeting you. And um, until the next time. Is there okay? Let's should we okay? This is editing here. So can we can we uh, can we say something to cut in about the porn stuff about that porn comment? Yeah, yeah. Which way? Because I want to I want to say I don't want to <clears throat> put porn down because, because was that I my should. comment? Well, you yeah, I mean, but to cut and I can cut it. Yeah, good. Okay, so let's instead of saying. Um, you know, I don't see your work as porn. Say, uh, let's say something like, um, because that porn and art is, you know, binary and adversarial, blah, blah, blah. Either one is fine. Um, so, uh, 
let's just say something like um uh, I see your work as as important work about identity and representation. Perfect. And and that might and then I can say, yeah, and that that is um because actually, you know, the porn, the porn, the porn film festivals are becoming platforms for, for um, uh, uh, sexual gender identity um, representation. So it's becoming, you know, platforms for people to talk about those things without in a safe environment. You know. Perfect. You still there? Yep. I'm letting you oh, talk because yeah. guess what. You're going to use that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Because <laughs> then it makes it real. Yeah. And if you need it later, if you need me to clean it up a little bit later. No, I like it because it's free. real and it's fresh and we're having a conversation. If that's yeah. okay with you. Sure. Yeah. And it's, um, that was really the, th the, the crazy kind of enlightening thing about the porn film festivals is that they, it wasn't all, it wasn't like a big, um, uh, it wasn't, unfortunately, it wasn't a big orgy. <laughs> um, it was a, uh, but it was definitely an orgy of thought and lot, and, and I went to a workshop, which was fantastic, but it was, um, the, the amazing thing about it was that it, it, it was this safe environment that is becoming a platform to talk about um, sexual issues, gender issues, uh, uh, all that stuff that people are really scared to talk about right now. So tell me, tell me a little bit about this workshop. Can we dance so the work? Yeah, the workshop, um, it's getting on two years, so I can't remember. Um, the name but uh, but the theme of the porn film festival in Berlin that year was uh, or oh, it's 2019 yeah 2019 um, the the theme was uh, my power my ple or my pleasure my power and the workshop was the same theme so uh, it was given by um, this group called uh, Collectivo Corporeal, uh, and uh, they're out of Berlin, um, but they're Spanish, and they uh, and Spanish speaking. But they had this great workshop on. Um, it was kind of like a, a mix between yoga, meditation, and um, like a. Uh, Oh, and uh, how to twerk class. <laughs> oh, so that's they, relevant for New Orleans, <laughs> right? So it was a, it was a, uh, <clears throat> it was basically getting us to, uh, to feel our bodies, oh. um, uh, through twerking, and to to become more familiar with our bodies, our movement, and our. Um, and our interactions with others through twerking. So it was, everybody was spread out across the room on their own yoga mats or whatever. And I didn't have one cause I didn't take one to Berlin with me. And, um, and we started doing, you know, she starts playing, um, the leader starts playing reggaeton and, uh, and we start moving our butts. And uh, next thing you know, everybody's naked um, dancing around the room. And then it's funny because at the end of the hour, I was like, okay, time's up. Everybody gets dressed and leaves like, you know, good Germans. <laughs> it was great. But, uh, um, and doesn't even look at, don't even look at each other on the way out. No eye contact. Yeah. It was, it, no, it was really good. It was really um, super refreshing and very, uh, I felt a lot lighter after that. Um, after that workshop and, and felt even more, you know, excited to keep doing the work that I'm doing. So it's, it's some really cool stuff going on. 
So this has really changed a boom. Mm -hmm. The whole process. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's the thing for me. It's like, oh, okay, this is what it is. And, you know, not being ashamed of it and bringing out my stuff and saying, okay, here it is. Right. And, Cause I mean, a lot of my people may not understand it. You know? Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that's my perceptions. Yeah. I mean, same. I mean, when you, it's almost like it's, it's hard to, it's like when you find out your parents are sexual. <laughs> <laughs> We made everybody sexual. <laughs> right, exactly. And um, and <clears throat> I think it's socially reinforced. Um, you know, that, that thought is kind of socially reinforced. And then, but, um, you know, our work is directly challenging that. And that's what's important because um, we're as sick, as sick as our secrets. Right. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. Well, I have no secrets, I don't guess, but we'll find out. <laughs> and it is free. And it is, I mean, it's like, like I ask you, I mean, it's free. And so put it out there and if people love us. They're going to love us anyway. Right. So, all right, cool. Thank you. Okay. I'll, thank you. I'll edit us down and I appreciate that. Okay. That's the best part of the Yeah, interview. if you need me to change anything, just let me know. I can I can even make a recording and send it back to you. Well, think about it. If you want to add anything, okay. you know, I'm I'm gonna probably put it out the first day of I mean the New Year day, New Year's Day. Okay. So we got some time. Okay. And, and it, is it going on your site or well I'm gonna put it on my site and I wanna uh put links to your site, but I get what I'm trying to figure out is is uh right now it's rebadouglas.com. But I think I'm going to put it on Arthur Severio. Arthur. Okay. And then put it on my regular website and then have links to everybody's because it's just not working with, with Connie. It's like it didn't go anywhere. Okay. So I don't, I don't think she's ready and I don't know what that means to be ready. But I'm like, you know, right. I've been working on this shit for however long it's been since we interviewed and it just never got off the ground. Right. So, yeah. And okay, if wanna, and if then you want, if you want to redo, if you want to put like a whole new interview, if you think of better questions, then we, you know we can go in a format and we'll mix it up. Okay, nah, let's go with what you did. I, I like. What I mean, I liked it, and I love that end of part because it's really it's, it's intimate. Yeah, and then yeah, so yeah, let me know when you. Um, if I don't hear from you, just let me know when you post it because I'll I'll. Uh, oh, oh, for sure. I'll blow it up on my stuff too. Yeah, and, and I guess uh, I got to figure out how to post because I have a blog on my page and I have my work. Excuse me. And then what happens, with, what I could do is put like one picture because mm -hmm. I could change the picture for each podcast. And then I could put your your picture on that. And I may change uh, platforms with the podcast. We'll see. So I'm doing okay. research into that now. So, But I do have this recording on here so I can use it. Okay. So I'll let you know. I'll let you know. We'll figure it out. Sounds good. All right. Love. Have a good Christmas if I don't talk. Okay. You too. Happy New Year too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs>on these uh on these platforms and they're all they're all kind of advertising um well not all a lot are uh are advertising themselves and making a living off their own image right um so uh so that kind of um um uh so i'm i'm looking at that and and looking at you know how 
they're empowered uh, through these through these uh, social platforms, um, and uh, uh, and how how the uh, how the community around that kind of um, grows and becomes a support for uh, um, for people doing that kind of work. So I think that's I think that's a a great um, empowering step in the right direction. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so there's, so there's, so I'm seeing that. And then, um, uh, you know, on the other hand, yeah, I'm, I'm moved by it, but that's not the, uh, um, I, I guess that's not the point. I think the point is to support to support their empowerment. Um, so, you know, I've, I've, uh, you know, I shoot with, you know, some, when I do shoot with models, I, uh, I pay them and, uh, give credit to them and, um, uh, and hopefully help them. Uh, Hopefully that helps out their, their endeavors too. But I'm, I'm, you know, to answer your question also, I'm, I'm really interested in people's, um, people's other people's desires like what do they want you know i'm i'm thinking of you know there's the golden rule you know doing to others what you would have them doing to you but what if what if we did um do unto others as they would want them what they would want to have done unto themselves (laughs) (laughs) yeah that to me that's the real golden rule you know we how do you know look at their perspective and and figure out what they want um, out of life and what's what's really great for them because you know what's really great for me might not be what's really great for them. Um, so my I really I really am working hard to understand, um, especially, especially women because they're such a huge part of my life. Um, I'm trying to figure out what they. Uh, what they want from life uh, rather than what I want from them. So that's a true collaboration in art. I'm yeah. saying in personal lives with women, that's a tough thing. Yeah. Women are fascinating. Yeah. And, and it's, and, and that, and, uh, and then people who are different from myself too, because um, I think a lot of white people have a hard time understanding that, uh, that not everybody thinks like them. Um, not every, I remember the first time I, uh, thought about, um, other cultures, even like, uh, African-American cultures being, um, different from, different from, or, or, or learning that, uh, uh, you know, they don't see white people as white people see white people, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, so that blew my mind too. So when I started learning about that, so it's this real sense of um, rather than exploiting differences, you know, how can we, uh, how can we, you know, cooperate um, not just despite our differences, but um you know, working with our differences and, and uh, kind of empowering people to be different. Um, so, and be, and be curious about the differences and learn something. Yeah. Uh, you know, curiosity is interesting too, because you, you want to be um, interested, uh, interested to listen, you know, but um, you, you got to be careful not to exploit, uh, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, and that, that goes for, uh, that goes for, um, any kind of difference. I think gender, um, sexuality and, uh, uh, and, uh, racial. Well, I think that was one of the main guards for me. And I'm glad that we had, this is our third conversation because it's like, you want to ask those questions about how does a heterosexual man cross dress and take photos. And until somebody knows that person, you know, right. You have to know that person who, who's asking the questions. Right. So thank you for giving me that opportunity to be able to answer those questions and be honest and yeah. open about it. Yeah, absolutely. 
absolutely. It's a, it's a pleasure to talk with you. Yeah, it's, it's been a great process. Mm-hmm. So tell me something. Uh, is there anything that you want to cover? Um, well, no, no pressure. Anything you want to talk about? Um, yeah. So you mentioned that I would get to ask you a question. Yes. (laughs) Go for it. Here we go. (laughs) What kind of, uh, is it okay if it's a technical question? You can ask anything you want. All right. So, what what kind of foundations do you use when you go you dress and drag you when you for your makeup for your drag makeup? Okay, I can send you a list of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I use a theatrical makeup called Meron and Krylon. Okay. And I'll send you the uh, the email. I mean the uh, website, and okay. it's pretty cosmetic-y, but mm-hmm. you can blend it out. Always shave right before, and we can do a tutorial too if you want to one day join in. Yeah, I, you can get the stuff, and I can help you do it. Uh, okay, which would be fabulous if I could film it. Uh, yeah. So I basically take and do like a very light base. Always shave right before you do your makeup. I don't know how hairy your your beard is. It's, yeah, it's well, it's not. Once I shave it, it's it's pretty much gone. Because a lot of people shave yeah. early and then they put on the makeup late, and it's like here's a beard coming through. Yeah, right. No, yeah, no, that does happen. But you're right. I gotta shave right beforehand. But that that's the most feminine part. I love my favorite part of drag, and this is probably I always say that I'm a gay man portraying a how do I say this? A gay woman of color, a lesbian of color. Mm. Because when I'm in drag, I'm attracted to women. It's weird. It's like there's some kind of energy that comes from the, yeah. from the base of the, I guess the solar plexus is the place I'm saying, right above the VJJ. But it's like I always yeah. have this, always have this energy with women. And awesome. my favorite, my favorite yeah. thing to do in drag is to put on lip gloss. Short story long, and I love, I love wearing lip gloss. Okay. There's something about it. I, I mean, if I have a new wig and lip gloss, I'm in there. So anyway, yeah. So oh, I start cool. with, I do foundation and there's powder and then I powder it real good. You have to make sure that you almost beat your face to death to powder it in. Yeah. And, and then uh, I basically go light on the, do you do you wear lashes? Yep. Okay. So you can do your eyes pretty much anyway, but I didn't tell you this, this won't be on the internet. You can do okay. your eyes any way you want. Once you, <laughs> once you get the art of eyelashes and the eyeliner, uh-huh. Then that changes everything. Now, how do you do your brows? Do you wax them or do you leave them on? Or I just I just use my lately. I've just been using my natural brows. Yeah, because I always do my natural brows. Okay, I, I think it looks well, more more feminine. I don't want to look clowny. I always like to look like a lady. Yeah, you know I'm from that school, so there's that. Uh-huh. And then I do like a really good lipstick. And if you have a light above you, you can always know where to contour your cheeks. Okay. Because the highlight of the cheeks. You know, wanted, mm-hmm. I would want to, I would not want to contour my cheeks because my, my cheekbones are already so high. And so there you go. So it's like, I want it. I want to flatten my face. So what you could do to really sparkle them up is get you some highlight powder. Mm-hmm. Can you what use those? There's like some okay. some sparkly like powder. Okay. Just... Speaking live, this is my cross-dressing friend calling me right now. That's so funny. Oh, okay. Is that why you're going in and out? Okay. He's 75 years old and he is a voyeur. Oh, Not a voyeur, cool. sorry, an exhibitionist. What do you call it when you like to oh, be wow. shown? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So funny. Um. So yeah, and it's, um, it's pretty easy okay. once you the, with the light thing. Like you, re, when you start to remember your, you know, your shadows and light, everything falls into place. the The technical part is easy. Right, right. The other thing I wanted to ask you. Um, so you mentioned powder, but um, how do you do? You bake your face like with powder, like to make it to be to uh, get rid of the lines in like your forehead? Well, there's, I think if you do the right base, do you have a lot of wrinkles in your forehead? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have to be careful. Like if you make it faces when you powder. Yeah. Cause it will crack. Right. Right. 
And, okay. s- and sooner or later, it will crack no matter what. Like the lines will come oh, back. But just get get yeah. you a good wig or wear your hair, you know? Yeah. Now, do you wear wigs or do you just wear your hair? I just Maybe I just got to do bangs. <laughs> I wear my hair now because I've been growing it out for sure. so long. Wear it, baby doll. You, yeah. you, I mean, for what you do, you, you look great with it. Don't worry about the lines. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, that's what the you have to the, be you have to be careful with wigs because you don't want to look like a cross dresser. And when I say okay. cross dresser, like one of those old dirty guys that wears women's clothes. Huh. Okay. What you have what you have and what I'm saying to this, and I can I can say this because we're friends now. What you have is something beautiful. Okay. Because it's that edge of both. Yeah. And that's very sexy. Okay. You know, you See, want- that's the other thing too, is that um this i guess this kind of this work teaches me about sexuality and that but it also you know from you know what other people desire but like i'm interested i'm also interested in how people see me and what is what is sexy because um you know i don't i don't understand um you know how a how a guy could be sexy um so let me let me put it to you like this so it's like let me put it to you like this this is how you think about it when you're having sex Mm -hmm. with your girl and you do things Mm -hmm. and she responds Mm -hmm. you know you're doing something right 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 Mm -hmm. so what you have to do is you have to be yourself and attract people that like you for whatever it is like if you feel sexy wearing fishnets underneath her pants all day and your wife feels that sexy then do that oh right mm-hmm. you know if it's wearing her underwear then wear her underwear right so that that for me i think that true identity is sexy mm-hmm. and i think it's like it's like with any kind of art and i mean i'm thinking of photos here people are going to attract to what they attract to okay so I mean, let me let me let me get let me ask you this: What part of what makes you sexy? What turns you on? Um, How about that question? So those are two different questions, and these don't me. have to go. This don't have to go on the internet, but anyway, you can go right. as far as you want. So go. Okay. Right. So those are two different questions to me. Um, what turns me on is is. Um, uh, I guess the the female form, and um, I don't know. You know what? You, and this is interesting too because I've noticed that the uh, I'm really attracted to women who who've looked like my mo- my mother did when she was younger, um, and uh, and then uh, and that's not some I'm like that's completely separate from being attracted to my mom. I'm just noticing yeah. that they look the same. Um, or similar and uh similarly um and uh uh, and then what makes me feel sexy i mean the the self-portraits definitely make me feel sexy um i think that they uh you know they're turning my partner's world upside down my wife's world upside down but uh uh you know, uh, for me, it's it's great. <laughs> well, and you know what? I, what I appreciate about that that statement right there is that you're letting her know you're not hiding it. Right. That's our friend went through that with her husband, and then all of a sudden she felt betrayed because you know all these years they were married and it ruined her marriage. And mm-hmm. it wasn't that she had a problem with it; it was a problem that she didn't. Do. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a whole other conversation. So, right, right. Um, well, you're sexy. How about that from Reba Douglas? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's a huge honor. I appreciate. You're it. welcome. No, I think I think you're great too, and I really enjoy watching your uh, performances. And they were, you know, they were um, definitely moving and. Uh, turned me on to some new music too oh cool (laughs) cool yeah 
New music for me. Cool. Anyway. It's okay. Uh, you want to do, is there anything else you want to ask or add to this? This is great. I'm going to put some of the uh, stuff that we just talked about, like edit it out and just kind of make it, you know, because I think it'll be right. cute about you asking about makeup and stuff. Right. Yeah, definitely. And learning about the difference between what I'm doing and a crossdresser. <laughs> well, yeah. You're an artist. You're a performance artist, not a crossdresser. Right. So that's, I'll make sure that I say that. Okay. Um, yeah, that might be another, this might be another conversation, but I, the, the, um, I just wanted to ask you about it because it's definitely a concern to me. I've been warned that like being straight and being uh, and doing this kind of work is kind of dangerous in the sense that, uh, you know, I could piss off a lot of people in the, in the LGBTQ community. Um, so what do you think about that? Good question. My response to that is you're not exploiting anybody but yourself. Yeah. So if you feel the, how do I say that? I want to say to feel the need. If you feel the desire that this is what you want to do as an artist and do that, that's no difference than me putting on a wig and doing what I do on a Sunday. Okay. And, you know, people are, people are going to be offended by whatever that's part of the world, but you can't live, right. your, you can't live your life trying to make everybody happy. Right. Yeah. You know, if you're happy with yourself and you're doing what you do, then people will fall into place in your life that'll be happy with you. Right. It's been my philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. And as an artist, it's a question of logic for me, right? It's like, I've got to, if I don't, if I don't reverse the expected logic that people expect to see when they, when uh, I make work, um, then, then I'm not doing something right. I think. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. When we first, yeah. like I looked at your work and then like, I had no problem with it. But when we first saw each other on cam together with that Facebook thing that we first did, my immediate reaction was like, Oh my God. And there was this whole, like, I don't know where it took it in me. And I had to breathe. I had to step back and say, okay, step back. What is this about? And I honestly cannot answer that question. I'll have to ponder that. And it's like, after getting to know you, it's like a whole different world. And maybe it's the judgment of, you know, cross-dressers, which is putting you in a, yeah. in a category that you're not. It's, it's yeah. like, you know, when a piece, somebody would say, and you would say, well, I do pornography. And people are like, oh, well, they think it's, you know, pornography. But it's not. That's not what you do. You do art films. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So thank you for testing Reba Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> you did your job. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I really appreciate the the conversations too. Yeah. It's, it's been great. It has been great. We have to keep doing it. Maybe maybe you could be a recurring guest. Okay. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Because what I thought about doing was instead of doing like a whole interview with one person, do like excerpts because then it yeah. flows and it keeps it interesting. And, you know, what are they going to talk about? And, oh, you know, here's Tim. What's Tim going to say this week? And Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be cool. So you're, so this is going to be a podcast with that, um, you mentioned the name of the site. What was the name of the site at the beginning? So that you... she's Connie's want me to do it called through the lens, but I think okay. what I'm trying to, what I tried to do today was I tried to put a little bit of Reba in there because Reba has a personality that Arthur sometimes can get. Mm -hmm. But when I'm Reba, I'm a little bit more high like I am right now. And I think if I could keep it to more of a variety you know, maybe talk about music with visuals and, you know, pornography. I would love to even like that story about the twerking thing. That's great. Yeah. Because people are going to want to turn in. They're not going to turn in to say, well, you know, I studied it here and I did this first right. show here. And I mean, right. that, that's, that's good. But, you know, people are going to be like, oh, the normal person's not going to get into that. Right. Yeah, I understand. Oh, um, oh you know, I do want to ask you about, because um, you mentioned, you know, 
you know, Arthur, Arthur says this, but Reba says this. So that concept of an alter ego, um, how did you, how did you um, enter into that? And then how did it develop? And I guess, where's it at now? I think to be honest, I grew up as a very introverted child and Mm -hmm. in a bullied society where people didn't understand me. And I didn't understand why I was there and had to suffer so long because I was I basically lived my life until I was 17 years old so I could leave and go to New Orleans. Okay. And I had an older gay brother, you know, who Mm -hmm. was 20 years older, who thank God for him. He was my savior. Mm -hmm. And so I think I developed the personality as maybe an original defense, but I knew if I could always be funny and be loud they knew they weren't going to get me. Yeah. That, that's how I originally got it. And now what I do with it is, you know, first of all, I make money with it, but also when I enter into a room and I know how to turn it on to be able to converse with people. Right. Like, so are you, so you, but you remember being Reba and then Reba remembers being Arthur too. Right. Or is it, well, there's like some people like when when I'm Breba, it's just like, oh, my God, here she goes again. But mm-hmm. I also have I'm also able to be when I'm not in drag to be enough of an Arthur. Mm-hmm. You know, that people want to be like this, like this energy right here, like this real conversation. Right. And not that Reba doesn't have depth because she does. So, I mean, I guess. I right. guess oh, yeah, definitely. I guess Tim, to answer your question, I'm a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, when I don't think of turning it on or turning it off, I just, I know when to, to be Reba and I know when to be Arthur and to be introverted. Introspective. Let me rephrase that. Introspective is the better word. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, I was bullied too as a child um, a lot. Like, uh, you know, I watch my kids growing up now and it's completely night and day difference from what I had to go through on, you know, on the playground. And, uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, uh, a sexual thing is my, it was, it was just, I just, I don't know. I had a target on my back for some reason. Um, I was, I, I moved from, you know, to, from a different place, uh, to a new, smaller town and uh you know i definitely didn't get them they didn't definitely didn't get me and uh and you know i mean it was such a violent playground we used to play kill the man with anything (laughs) anything (laughs) there um but uh uh and then in the summer times um you know i was you know i had to spend time at you know, it sounds sounds bad, but I had to spend time at a country club all day, and we ended up I ended up in fights uh, all the time there too. So, um, but uh, it's tough. I don't being, know. It's tough being feminine in a masculine world. Yeah, if you well, have any, just, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> any sort of femininity, not not yeah, you know. Yeah, the interesting oh, vulnerable, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it's it's interesting how I think we had different defense mechanisms, though, because I would fight and then try to try to reinforce my identity. Um, And uh, and then and then uh, so I didn't I didn't develop an alter ego, which is interesting. So Until now, it's, I was going to ask really you. That weird. was my next question. Yeah. Do you feel that you're a different personality when you're in dress? Yeah, a little. Yeah, a little bit. But it's not. It's almost like it's um, uh, almost like it's uh, it's it's normal gestures and stuff that I do now. Mm-hmm. It's just a little slower and a little bit more elegant. Um, and, and a little bit more quiet. Um, and, and, uh, when my makeup artist told me one time, she goes, stop. She put me in makeup and said, stop smiling like a man. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right. Uh, I, I mean, so I started smiling like with like a little smirk without my 
without showing my teeth, you know? Um, so that's, those are the kinds of, it's, it's like little, it's almost like the universe is being born, you know, <laughs> you know, little it's tiny nice. things are happening and, uh, and then you get more and then the camera of course amplifies it. So, so question, how were you when you first cross-dressed or you first wore women's clothes? Oh, it was probably, <clears throat> um, Oh, geez. Yeah, it was just a few years ago. So you're late 40s. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. So as we say, you're a late bloomer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always have been. Yeah. Hello and happy new year. Can you believe we made it through 2020? Welcome to the first episode of 2021 of the Reba Douglas Morning Call podcast. Today, we welcome our first guest, Tim Best, whose work revolves around self-portraiture photography and films that have been included in international porn festivals. Let's listen in as Tim and Reba have a conversation about his work. 